From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. And I think we are drifting towards the greatest constitutional crisis since the 1850s uh, and the rise of secession and the Civil War. <clears throat> I don't mean that as hyperbole. Uh, if you read Andy McCarthy's remarkable book, Ball of Collusion, which came out in 2019, he makes very clear that it is Barack Obama who corrupts the Justice Department, it is Hillary Clinton who routinely breaks the law and gets away with it, and now we have Joe Biden who's learned. He's learned from Obama that doesn't matter what you do, if you're a liberal Democrat you will not be prosecuted. He learned from Hillary that a person in high public office can get millions and millions of dollars. And they learned from watching Donald Trump that a true outsider willing to take on the entire system could destroy their entire machine. So what you're seeing across the country is a desperate last-ditch effort by a corrupt machine to destroy their most dangerous opponent in a way which not only breaks the Constitution, destroys the rule of law, and establishes a moment of bitterness, uh, which I think will last for a generation or more. I think you, this is going to be a horrendous period, and we just need to understand. The people who want to control America and dictate to the rest of us will break any law, lie about any topic, and manipulate the system any way they can, and that includes a lot of the elite news media. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. And ladies and gentlemen, hey, they, what a week. Uh, gotta start with an, an apology. It, <laughs> with all the thunderstorms that we tend to get here in Florida in the summertime, uh, they tend to make life more than a little hard uh, for us on the show because when a storm hits, uh, oftentimes we will have power disruptions or just total outages, which uh, affects our internet and everything as well. And yesterday, sadly, was another one of those days. We're all set, life is going good, and then boom, here comes the thunderstorm. I mean, almost sounding like we were uh, in a, <laughs> a war zone of some type, but my apologies. But I intend to make it up to everybody today with everybody's favorite end of the week episode, WTF Friday. Yes, folks. Yes, another Fun week of adventures in podcasting, to be sure. And I wanted to, again, play that wonderful, deep, and very profound commentary by Newt Gingrich on Monday night, the night of the crazy indictment sham Grand Slam, uh, and Newt Gingrich being on Sean Hannity's program, and 
those words have just struck some type of a chord within me because that's what we very well could be dealing with. Uh, and I'm, I might play it for a few more days because I want those words, Newt Gingrich's words, to resonate in your brains. Because for those who are still kind of in this, oh, well, yeah, escapist mentality, especially in the faith community, like, oh, Jesus is going to rescue us and all this. And I just thought, are you freaking serious? I mean, can we get real here? I mean, can we seriously get real? No, we are in wartime. Maybe not a full-blown civil war, but hey, when you've got spiritual warfare manifesting as psychological warfare, uh, lawfare going after Trump again and again and again, I mean, it's an indictment palooza. There have even been uh, news reports that Arizona might be number five. Oh, and we've heard from the racist Katie Hobbs that she would love to go after Trump. She wants to go. I mean, my gosh. I mean, why don't you just, you know, put it up in neon lights? You know, it's like essentially telling uh, the Arizona Attorney General who is, well, just like the rest of the Arizona uh, leadership. Uh, he's very legitimate. But anyway, oh, that's right. I forgot the... The Arizona Attorney General is a woman. Well, whichever. Doesn't matter. Doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. It's like you're a mess. I mean, ugh. I mean, my goodness. I mean, I, ever since Monday night when the Georgia, um, when, when the Georgia indictment came, I mean, we're still getting, I mean, at least I'm still hearing all kinds of things about it a sort of impact and what's going on but well I mean just this is an example this is uh, Stephen Miller former uh, top one of Donald Trump's top advisors uh, on Laura Ingram and uh, gosh what a couple of days ago or so but yeah I mean this is probably one of the better explanations at least that I've heard you know about what the trial is what's the end game so on and so forth so I just want to play a little bit of Stephen Miller the other night on Laura Ingram on Fox no we're not even trying to hide it Laura let's be honest as you played in all the sound during your exemplary analysis they're giddy about it they're gleeful they're excited their goal is to pull up Trumpist populism by root and branch from this country. And as you said, they will fail, and they will fail spectacularly. But they're going to cause as much damage, as much human, personal damage, not just to try to hurt President Trump, but to hurt his allies, hurt his supporters, financially ruin and jail anyone that they can that's associated with him and inflict as much pain as possible. That's their objective. It's openly political. It's an open vendetta. And ultimately, the American people are going to have to decide whether or not that is a system, that is an authoritarian ideology they want to support. 
Well, uh, speaking of populism, uh, Stephen, and what their real goal here is, is to go back to the old kind of Rockefeller-style republicanism. Uh, the, the issue of, of historians weighing in, which we've seen a lot, the historians claiming that, well, if you don't defeat Trump, if you don't jail Trump, you're basically letting a combination of Hitler, Stalin, Pol Pot, and every other dictator uh, in, you know, in, in back into the White House. This is from Walter Isaacson. This combination of populism and yearning for the strong man. Most of the time, these fevers break. Sometimes they don't. We have a couple examples in the 20th century where the fever didn't break and it led to wars. There's actually been a reduction in the sense that democracy is the core of what America is all about. Well, well, well. Yep, this is what you're dealing with, folks. If you're America first, if you're MAGA, a Trump supporter, this is what you're having to deal with. Intellectual elitist telling you that this is nothing short of despotism, uh, fascism, whatever. And it's like, I, I mean, do these people really believe that you, the American people, you who make the country work, are somehow allowing this type of fascism or totalitarianism into the White House? This is why some of these supposed academic intellectuals need to pretty much sit down, have a cookie, and shut the hell up. It's just ridiculous. We know. Now, most, a lot of us, there are some who don't. There are still, sadly, those who are the low-information voters. They're under the spell of MSNBC, and they're just as wackadoodle. I said, you know, even if you hate Trump, can you at least make a good faith effort to be pretty fair-minded? Yeah, you might not like his personality, you might not like his style, but we had an economic renaissance under Trump. We had manufacturing coming back to the United States, uh, a rebirth of the steel industry and the industrial uh, rust belt. Steel being made in the United States, not from China. We had tax cuts, beautiful tax cuts. And man, and that sprung all kinds of things within the corporate community. And I was a beneficiary of it. I mean, I, the company I worked for when I lived in Phoenix, gave me a thousand dollar bonus i mean yeah it was taxed which was a real bummer but hey i benefited from the trump tax cuts a lot of companies benefited from the tax cuts they gave their employees bonuses i mean have we forgotten all that have we forgotten all that we uh achieved by standing up to the communist chinese NATO started actually paying its fair share. Wow, that they might not, y'all might not have liked it, but you know, tough, get over it. You're not the center of the universe. Now, when you have a buck eighty-seven for gas, when you have 
all kinds of economic growth, creating real jobs, revitalizing key industries, especially securing the border. Now, I know there are those, even within the faith community, who are open borders, and you're, and I will tell you, as I told them, others, uh, you're nuts. Stop it. You're foolish. Period. Because now, look what we've got, all you Biden lovers sitting in church pews on Sunday. Look what we got, and you helped make it happen. And frankly, I can't trust your judgment, your discernment, or anything else, pretty much. Because if you can't see the forest through the trees, you're blind as a bat. But anyway, in spite of all that, any fair-minded person would have a major problem with all of this because we are quickly, and I mean at warp speed fast, becoming the new uh, third world banana republic. That's all it is. And because these people in the deep state, in a weaponized, the weaponized justice system, and everything else, you know, sorry, I have a problem with it. I mean, I have a problem with uh, Fannie Willis. And speaking of uh, the ding dot, I love this. This is a perfect example of why I became an independent from being a Republican. Because too much of the GOP are wimps wusses and whiners and weaklings now in georgia in spite of the douchebag governor camp who people seem to like even though he's a freaking moron his stupid uh remark about oh there was no there was no election fraud in georgia and we need to stop talking about it and trump's off it's like be Okay, being a never-Trumper doesn't surprise me. It really doesn't. But when I hear people like Kemp, and there was plenty of fraud going on in Georgia, you and Raffensperger and your equally useless attorney general didn't want to look at it because apparently uh, all, you, uh, all you folks... You know, the good old boys of the Republican establishment of Georgia. I'm like, and I have a lot of friends in Georgia. I do, and they're great people, and I love y'all. But your governor is a wuss and a douchebag for throwing Trump under the bus, and somehow he gets away with a 58% approval rating. I, I don't know how that works, but kudos and... God bless you to Georgia State Senator Colton Moore, who has put on, uh, well, I guess X now, a letter that he has sent to Governor Kemp asking for, the, uh, for an emergency session of the legislature. That's not going to happen, Senator Moore. I hate to say that to you. Because he didn't have the balls or the brains, Kemp that is, 
to even have a special session of the legislature back in 2020 uh, after the first round. Apparently, oh, no, no, no. I said, mm -mm. My friends in Georgia, re you are probably going to have to rethink and or, and or regret your decision to put Kemp as your governor because he's an idiot and pretty much a liar and never Trumper. And there's a lot of MAGA in Georgia. I mean, I'm down here in North Florida, just below the just below the uh, the borderline. We got a lot down here too, but there's a lot in Georgia. So yes, God bless you, Senator Moore, and I, and I'm going to work as hard as I can. I'd love to get him on the show because this young man, Colton Moore isn't even 30 years old i'm like whoa hello this gives me hope that there are young conservatives with some serious fight in them and some serious steel in their spine and that gives me hope and i've met a few over uh, the last couple of years uh, from various places. I'd love to get them on because these young leaders ha have fight in them. They don't care, well, at least not a whole heck of a lot, about the establishment. It's like, hey, Senator Moore knows, and I just want to read, it's real short, his letter to Governor Kemp asking for an emergency session of the legislature. Now, let's see. Oh yeah, here we go. We the undersigned, being duly elected members of the Georgia House of Representatives and Georgia Senate, and comprising three-fifths of each respective house, pursuant to Article 6, Section 2, Paragraph 7, hereby certify to you in writing with a copy to the Secretary of State that in our opinion an emergency exists in the affairs of the state requiring a special session to be convened under that section for all purposes to include without limitation the review and response of the actions of Fannie Willis. Simple. Uh, this He's looking to either defund or impeach this woman for her crazy uh, sham indictment. And wanting to have all 19 witnesses in the courtroom? I mean, come on. She wants a show trial. She totally wants a show trial. To prove how tough she is and how, well, frankly, badass she is. And we're going to bring down Trump. Then, of course, you have the equally feckless Fulton County Sheriff. He wants that mugshot. Oh, yeah, baby. He wants that mugshot of Donald Trump. I'm like, <laughs> somebody can probably already come up with it and start making money off of your foolishness. You need to be more concerned about the crime, the rampant crime, sir, in your county, not looking for your 15 minutes of fame and getting his mugshot. You doofus. Oh. 
I mean, we're not dealing with reasonable people here, my friends. We're not. We're dealing with grandstanding, radical, woke, frankly, Fannie Willis and all those involved with this case, you're nothing more than freaking trained circus animals. Trained circus animals. Jump through this hoop, jump through that hoop, do what we tell you, blah, blah, blah. And that goes for the Fulton County Sheriff. I mean, my gosh, folks. I mean, can we figure out have we figured out? I mean, I'm, I'm way, I guess I might be ahead of the curve of some people, but some folks just don't pay attention. That's why I have it as my rule number one. It always costs too much when you don't pay attention. And if you're, and for my evangelical friends, if you're trying to use this as an excuse to not vote for 2024, I will tell you this. If you're not going to try and save the country and actually vote because you do have a civic responsibility, not just as a Christian, but as an American, to put the leaders in place that will do the right things and stand up for the Constitution and not get all kinds of bad excrement crazy. Seriously. But that's another subject that is best saved for another time. Now, keep in mind, oh, sorry, let me, before I go into something else here. Now, President Trump was scheduled next Monday to have a news conference at his club in Bed Bedminster, New Jersey, but he's canceled it. Now, according to a truth, uh, very recently uh, done by President Trump, he just simply, and I quote his, uh, his truth, his uh, post, rather than releasing the report on the rigged and stolen Georgia 2020 presidential election on Monday, my lawyers would, be, would prefer putting this, I believe, irrefutable and overwhelming evidence of election fraud and irregularities in formal legal filings as we fight to dismiss this disgraceful indictment by a publicity and campaign finance-seeking DA, who sadly presides over a record-breaking murder and violent crime area, Atlanta. Therefore, the news conference is no longer necessary, end quote. So, okay. So, the Trump hire is going to be striking back in a different way. Uh with all these legal filings of all the information that President Trump has gathered uh, and rather do it that way instead of a major news conference, which is cool. But next week, though, my friends, is going to be another crazy week. Not so much with Trump, but, I mean, who knows? Somebody can get really crazy, you know, or you've got another state that's w waiting to file an indictment when more damaging information about the Biden crime family comes out. <laughs> oh, baby, that's going to be a whole lot of fun to see if we're going to have state number five uh, in the mix. But really, the, the big news for next week 
is the first GOP debate that's on Fox. Now, of course, everybody's waiting for the big question, or at least the big answer. Will Trump show up at the debate? My, I've said before, I will say it again, and I will be consistent in saying this. Trump doesn't need to show up to some stinking debate. The man's got a 40, 50 point lead. God knows how many polls uh, in Iowa, in New Hampshire, in South Carolina. And yet, here you have Fannie Willis, along probably with a little bit of coordination help from Jack Smith, because, well, I mean, remember, these are people, what Newt Gingrich said, they will do whatever they can. They will break laws. They will break the Constitution because in their sick, twisted, demonized minds, the end justifies whatever means they have to use. It's that simple. Uh, you've got uh, Jack Smith, who's wanting the uh, a trial on G January 2nd next year, uh, just before the Iowa caucuses. Okay, more election interference. It's obvious, people. Now you have Fannie Willis, who wants to do a trial in March before the Georgia primary and Super Tuesday. I'm like, do they really think that people are that stupid? I mean, apparently the answer's got to be yes by pulling all of this crap. Shoot. Ay caramba. So yeah, this is going to be interesting, but the debate, yeah. Um, we don't know. I President Trump hasn't made his final decision yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if he said, heck no, and then he does something. I mean, he has the weekend to decide. Is he going to do something of his own to counter this debate? Because Trump gains nothing by going. He gains nothing. And all he does is become a target for Pence and for Christie and DeSantis. Boy, talk about the Three Stooges. Jeez. That's going to be a... No, Mr. President, you know, maybe do something the night of the debate. You know, do your own sort of event. Um, wait till the day after as a rebuttal. But it's yours, sir, to do as you please because none of these yahoos, uh, as Steve Bannon calls them, the Keebler Elves, they're not going to get any close. Now, get anywhere close to you. Now, granted, you know, let them duke it out. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, throw him into the mix. And maybe a couple of others, just go for it. You know, because I'm thinking a lot of these, some of these guys are going to go, are going to go to try to go for, uh, to be number two. And, you know, Hey, you know, you've got the first debate, you get the second debate, you know, and maybe Trump shows up, you know, and just goes for the World Series, 
<laughs> and just say, hey, I'm here, leave me alone. It's like, because obviously the donor class and Fox and Rupert Murdoch are, they're not, these candidates are, these other candidates will not stop. They will coalesce. They're not going to just say, we're done. We know we've been beat. I even said it myself back in November of 2022, just after the midterms. All Trump has to do is announce, and he's got the uh, he's got the nomination. And apparently, what I said has borne out to some truth here. Not that I'm going to say I told you so, but <clears throat> hey, folks, what can you do? <clears throat> Excuse me. So yeah, this is going to be fun, but. Other things in the news that have really ticked me off, especially when it comes to the whole thing with the groomers uh, and transgen and the transgender agenda. This, just two stories, two stories that really make a difference to me, and it's right along the very same subject line. They are related stories. In the state, in my beloved home state, I'm going to start there, of North Carolina. Now, on Wednesday, this week, the North Carolina legislature actually overrode Governor Roy Cooper's uh, vetoes on three bills involving transgender. I mean, all of them got the boot from uh, the legislature. Now, I mean, oh my gosh. I mean, just listen, just reading a little bit of the story from just the news. Uh, the North Carolina legislature on Wednesday overrode vetoes from Democrat Governor Roy Cooper to pass bills barring transgender care for minors limiting discussion of gender and sex in schools, and restricting participation in sports on the basis of one's biological sex. Wow. Boy, it makes sense, but not, to the, but not in the alphabet activist groomer whatever community. You know, they, they just can't deal with that. I mean, even though they had a Democrat governor who vetoed it, all these bills, you had a Republican-led legislature that overturned them. Wow. Crazy. Gotta love that. Way to go. Way to go, Tar Heel State. Make me proud. I'm so glad y'all did this. Because, frankly, I don't know what it is with these people, these activists, these radicals, I don't know what you want to call them, but yay happy that the North Carolina legislature overturned all of them, all of the vetoes, and I'm like, yay, wow, this is a rare thing seeing some Republicans with some steel in their spine and saying, uh, heck no, gotta love that, but unfortunately, 
uh, out west in Washington State. Uh, headline of this story, state-sanctioned kidnapping. Watchdog sues Washington State to block minor shelter law. Now, I lived in the Pacific Northwest for over little over 50 years. I understand how twisted Washington State is. Oregon is really no different. But this is crazy. Now, this story, uh, wow, uh, from the from Ben Whedon of the Just the News staff, and he certainly has been pretty a busy, pretty busy guy. But America, but just reading this little section of this story, America First Legal on Wednesday announced a lawsuit against Washington Democrat Governor. Jay Inslee to block a state law on minors seeking gender-affirming care that it says infringes on parental constitutional rights. Now, President Trump, I mean, I, I can't help but agree with him. I mean, why are we talking about parents' rights in 2023? This is something that what, I mean, what, even, what, five, ten years ago, nobody would have been talking about this. But because the left and the communists and the alphabet activists and all that, all these various groups that want to pretty much mess up your kids, I'm like, why? I mean, we do have to stop these people because they are on a rampage of going after your kids putting a wedge between kids and parents and this whole gender dysphoria nonsense. This is kind of one reason why I'm glad I live in Florida because at here at least we don't put up with that nonsense. We don't. Now I know there are going to be some in some school districts in other parts of Florida that are going to try to you know, kind of sneak around it and this and that. It's like, mm -mm. I'm so glad where I live, we don't pull that. No CRT, no DEI, no gender ideology crap. Nothing. Now, somehow, you know, I know there are some, probably some parents around in the school district I live in are kind of like, rah, 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 rah. it's like, there's there's a special place in the psych ward for people like that. But, yeah. So, essentially, the Washington state law allows minors who disagree with their parents as far as gender transition, they can essentially go into a shelter or some type of uh, like halfway house or something like that, you know, and tell on their parents, and essentially their parents would be, uh, I don't know, arrested, sued, but or have their children taken away from them from child protective services. This is just straight up wrong. This is exactly what the groomers 
the alphabet radical activists want. This is communism in a different form. If you get the kids, you can turn them into social justice automatons or gender dysphoric activists or whatever. But so long as the kids have this supposed autonomy and the parents need to basically just sit down and shut up, uh-uh. It's, it's that type of arrogance that really started the parental rights movement here in the state of Florida. And they went hard at it. The mama bears got mad, they got organized, and they got even. Getting school board candidates. I mean, Florida has 67 counties. Now, last year in August, during the Florida primary, many school, many school board races were decided. And many, like I think about at least a dozen, maybe 13, different school districts around Florida flipped from liberal to conservative pro-parent majorities. Thirteen. Wow. Including Jacksonville, Duval County, Sarasota, down there in Sarasota County, and even Miami-Dade of all places. The largest school district in the state. That was the real almost like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> that's that's kind of how I felt when I heard some of the results. So yeah, we can't forget what's going on with, of course, you know, it is presidential politics, and yes, that is important. But we can't forget that all over the country, the groomers are on the move. They have the best... Um, they have the best luck in blue states, but, but the, it's the red states that they really want to destroy. And they will lie, they will cheat, they will get all this money from outside, uh, outside money, dark money. I mean, it's, it's a lot like what went on uh, a couple of weeks ago in the state of Ohio. Special election. Uh, to make it harder to uh, amend the state constitution. And oh, by the way, it's like if you want to learn more about that, might I suggest you tune in to our Rumble channel and my recent interview with Father Frank, Father Frank Pavone of Priests for Life. And we had a fantastic time. Uh, I loved talking to the man. He was incredibly gracious, incredibly thoughtful, and very much engaged. So I'm, yes, I am you know, putting, my, putting myself out there, but it was a very good interview. So yes, check it out on our Rumble page, uh, what was going on there. And before I forget, I also want to let you know, it's like we ask that if you, to subscribe to our podcast, we are on all podcast platforms. Uh, just look for In Black and Right, or my name, Jerry Brooks, J-E-R-R-Y, B-R-O-O-K-S. Subscribe, follow us, 
Uh, subscribe to our website. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Follow us. We have got some cool things coming up. And we're and, and it's only 2023. <laughs> I've told people already. If you want to see me in 2024, you're going to have to put in your request early. I mean, early. Because 2024, we're going to be right out of the chute. With the Iowa caucuses. With possible... Uh, trials of Trump so yeah we're gonna be busy I mean really stinking busy so so there's that and also check out our online store on our website and you can also uh, in the upper right hand corner of in black and you can also donate because with our growth comes growing pains and sadly some of those growing pains cost so if you want to help us grow, stay on the air, please. Uh, we'd love to have your help and your support. But my friends, do simply take with you as we go into the weekend this thought. Now, we are, and I've said it before, and I, and I, I will say it again and again and again, because sadly, too many people aren't understanding that we are at war. We've got psychological warfare that's been coming at us since COVID. And that, to bend to the will of government, mask mandates, vaccine mandates, you can't get a job if you don't get a jab, everything to try to control people. And what did it get? Not a whole lot because People learned. People learned real quick. Now, some didn't. You know, they were held in fear. And it was sad. But I was not one of those. I thought, you know, I know there were people that are like, man, well, why don't you get the vaccine? I said, simple, because I'm not in the mood to kill myself. And, well, but you have diabetes. So, has, that hasn't killed me, you know, and then of course, you know, I do have a heart condition. It's like, well, you got to take it because of that. I said, no, I don't have to do a damn thing. I don't know where you're getting this from, but I'm not taking the jab. And I still haven't taken the jab and never will take it because... If some pandemic is going to kill me, let it do its job. I'm fine. I know where I'm going and I'm meeting my maker. But, ugh. Anyway, so like I said, folks, we are under vicious assault psychologically and these people are going to do their absolute best. These wackadoodle leftists and the... You throw in the DOJ and the FBI. They're going to try to wear you down, wear you out, and try to scare you with all of these indictments and throw in all these prosecutors, these attorneys general, who are now going after uh, Trump electors, alternate electors. Well, they're not, and they'll try to use the term fake electors. Uh, no, it's not. They're not fake. I mean, my gosh, we've had alternative slate of electors 
around for a hell of a long time. Heck, it even happened in 1960 in Hawaii, of all places, between Kennedy and Nixon. So, eh, forget that. You know, that, that's nonsensical. And that's what the media is relying on, that people don't know, they don't remember, or they just simply take what the, the media says as gospel which never should be done under any circumstances. But speaking of Hawaii and the folks there on Maui, God bless you guys. I'm, I'm so glad that there are faith-based organizations like Franklin Graham and Samaritan's Purse that have been on the ground and trying to help these poor folks after these devastating fires. And now... Some of the political heads are starting to roll. I believe yesterday, the, one of the directors of the Emergency Services Department of the state of Hawaii resigned because of, under, because of all the scrutiny. And the governor of Hawaii certainly hasn't been much help either. Uh, and, well, now, of course, next week, Joe and... Joe and Jill are going to Maui to assess the damage, blah, blah, blah. I mean, considering Biden didn't have much of a choice after his callous comment of well, no comment when he was asked about what happened uh, on Hawaii, uh, in Hawaii, on, on Maui. That's just sick. And had a really snarky little grin when he said it's like no comment. And what does he do to try to make up for it? Oh, we're gonna send seven hundred dollars to the peop to each person on Hawaii uh, on Maui to help them. I'm like, that's the best you've got, really. And of course, FEMA, they're a total joke. I mean, their administrator in D.C. I don't know what's wrong with that woman, but somebody needs to smack her into reality upside the head. That, some of the things she said at a White House briefing was nothing short of nonsensical. But it's Joe Biden's administration, so nonsensical isn't, is really the status quo. It's the standard. I mean, it's like what happened in East Palestine, Ohio. And here comes Preachy Pete, the transportation secretary, um, and this, his press person. I don't know who this ditzy broad is, but my God. I mean, I, I, these are people who are out of touch, who think far, far too highly of themselves. And frankly, I'm just going to say it. I would love to see the day next year Trump gets reelected, re he gets back to the White House, and the whole freaking deep state loses what's left of their demonized minds. They will absolutely be thoroughly shaken in their boots because Donald Trump will do his best 
to unleash holy hell on the swamp because he's not he's the most dangerous man because he wins he's got nothing to shoot for he's not going to be he can't run again he has four years to do it and he will spend every stinking day of all those years fixing the mess that has been left us deep state the biomedical security state he will bust stuff up and this time he will have better personnel to do it because if you're not going to be loyal and you're not going to follow the orders of the commander-in-chief then get ready it's either you get with the program or you get out because he will not be putting up with any crap from anybody and I would love to see that and watch these people and the media especially <laughs> watch them go all kinds of bat excrement crazy <clears throat> oh they because they will it will be a daily fight and the beautiful part is Trump won't care he made a promise to the American people and he's going to use every bit of his time to get this country back on track and try to fix Joe Biden's screw-ups and for those of you who in 2020 especially all you Christian never Trumpers and you thought Biden was it <laughs> you people are just going to have so many cows you're going to start dairy farms which is actually uh, a pretty good thing for the economy brings down prices of milk and other dairy products but anyway my friends I'm just gonna say have a great weekend uh, we might be depending upon how breaking news works you know could be here tomorrow Saturday to do a, another Saturday special or what the heck maybe just make it a regular thing and make it six days a week because I have a feeling I'm gonna be working pretty dang hard <laughs> but for now everybody have yourself a great Friday a great weekend uh, if you're in a pretty hot part of the country stay cool head to a beach head to a pool do something but <laughs> whatever it is be safe have fun God bless y'all and I greatly appreciate you uh, hanging out with me today so for now uh, so long farewell aloha God bless you folks over on Maui and as per usual Patriots come in all colors